0: Today on Your Money, Your Wealth, wall-to-wall Roth talk. When it makes sense to convert, the mega backdoor Roth conversion strategy, the pro rata and aggregation rules, Roth contributions, and plenty of giggling and nonsense in between and in the derails. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA.
1: John from Washington State. He goes, hey, guys, enjoy the podcast while I walk my dog. All right, what kind of dog I wonder if he's got.
0: Man, first you want to know where people are, and then you want to know what their dog is. Well, hey. I
1: want to know what the hell they're doing while they're listening to this. Well, he's walking his dog. What's the dog's name? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is it a big dog? <laughs> Small? Is he going to a dog park, or is it just like in the morning? Is it you know? I don't know. I just like to get in the my the listeners' yeah, mind. Got it. They're getting into our minds. Sure. I would like to get into theirs. <laughs> okay. Question. Can I convert funds from my rollover IRA to my wife's Roth IRA? I've always converted to my own Roth, but never hers. What do you think? Oh, John, your sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you thinking about the little honey on that's his right. walk with the dog. Right. He's walking Look the dog. That, right? He's like, you know what? I want to do a conversion for my honey. Yeah. Maybe what? this Valentine's what Day. Let to have the money. <laughs> yeah. This Valentine's Day, it's going to be like, this is a gift that's going to keep giving. <laughs> Guess what, babe? Converted some money into your Roth. That's right. We're not going out to dinner. No flowers. But she gets some Roth. Money. You get a little bit of Roth. Um, sorry to ruin your Valentine's Day plan, John. No, you can't. It's got uh, to be in your own Roth. Yeah, it's got to be in your own Roth. You got to stay selfish there, uh, because IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. There's no joint accounts. Correct. And you can't commingle. Now you can't put her as beneficiary. Yes. So if you pass away, she gets it anyway. She, she, if she had an IRA, she could convert her IRA into her Roth IRA. Yeah, she could. Right. It has to be the same individual. Yes. You as, can't as you convert said. yours into your wife's. Correct. Good or she couldn't convert her big pot of money into his. Yes. Is that better? Yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Jim from Cincinnati, Ohio. He writes in, hello, Joe, Big Allen, Andy. Uh, thank you for your podcast. I found you out on, on YouTube and started listening to your podcast, driving uh, to work and back.
0: What kind of car?
1: Uh, what <laughs> color is it? It's a gas mileage. What, what year was it? Was All it. right, <laughs> enough. Um, let's, and see, I like so it's, it's become his morning routine. So. Jim, thank you. Yes. So now I can picture Jim driving in his, his car in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, he pops it like he's listening to us right now in Cincinnati driving to work. But what if it's a convertible and he's got the top down? He can hardly hear us. Well, no, he rolls that stuff up and <laughs> he's got your money to all the out. way up so he can hear every word. Uh, the content has been very helpful. All right. Um, I'm 47 and contemplating some changes in my retirement. I don't plan on retiring until 62. My company just started offering a Roth 401k option. Up until now, nearly all my contributions to retirement have been pre-taxed. So I have two hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars in a rollover IRA pre-taxed from a previous 401k. <laughs> fifty-three thousand in a pre-tax in current 401k and 28000 dollars in a Roth IRA. All right, very cool. So what does it got? Three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars roughly. Yeah. Almost. At 47 years age. That's that's awesome, Jim. Yep. I'm currently putting as much as I can afford uh, to put into my 401k. So he's putting in 33,750. So 195 pre-tax and he's got an after-tax component in the 401k plan. Oh, I like that. I don't know I'll, what you're going
2: to say about that. Yep, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get to that.
1: Okay, my company matches 6%. So he's putting in 33, 34,000. Company's putting in another 13,000. Um, I also do a backdoor Roth of $6,000 each year for my wife since I have that large IRA. I don't do the backdoor Roth for me, uh, but rather do after taxing my 401k and then convert that to a Roth. I'm in a 24% tax bracket. Now that you got the backstory, finally here are my questions. Hey, Jim, real quickly, though, with this, um, you have the rollover IRA of $288,000. You could roll that into your current 401k plan um, and then do a backdoor Roth IRA plus the backdoor Roth from the 401k. Yeah, I like that idea. You could do a mega backdoor with the 401k and a baby backdoor with the Roth IRA. Correct. All right, question number one, Al. He goes, I'm thinking about going to all Roth in after tax contributions into my 401k going forward and taking the $390 hit each month which I can afford to do. What do you think of that? I don't know. I think I like the Roth IRA backdoor, mega backdoor Roth first. You're 47 years old, you got try that. I mean, versus going all Roth, I think you 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 would accomplish the same thing without having to pay the extra tax there. Yeah, that's I thought you were going to say the opposite cuz
2: you always like you always like Roth. I
1: sense. do. I mean, personally, if I was GM, I would do the Roth, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take baby steps here. Baby steps. You are in the twenty-four percent bracket,
2: which is a higher bracket. However, it's lower likely than your bracket's going to be in two thousand twenty-six when the tax rates reverse revert back to the other the the higher amounts. And who knows what it will be in the future? So it's it's kind of a with a Roth conversion, you, you're sort of. Gambling a bit as to current tax rate versus future, but Joe, you are right. Uh, and for Jim's purpose, you you can put you can get a lot of money into the Roth without
1: really paying any tax. Um, second question is: I donate a lot of money to the church each year, so I like the idea of having some pre-tax money in retirement using those donations once in retirement. Uh, But I'm thinking about starting to convert the pre-tax monies to Roth to the top of the 24% tax bracket in the coming years. Keep in mind, my company matches 6%. We'll keep pre-tax money building the 401k. Is it smart for me to do conversions now or save the money as cash uh, to pay the tax on conversions and use that to live on when I'm retired at 62, then do the uh, conversions from 62 to 70 when I use the cash to live on? Which way... Uh, would result in the highest net after-tax dollars. Well, I don't know. you got to look at the time value of money again, uh, Jim, because the sooner you convert, the compounding of that tax-free is pretty powerful. Uh, So you just have to look at brackets, just like Al said. 24% tax bracket is probably going to be in a low bracket comparatively that you're 47 years old you're going to work for another 15 16 17 years you already have 600 some odd thousand dollars right so that 600 thousand dollars is going to be you know 1.2 2. Point something. plus something all, all the contributions and growth on that 2 yeah. 3 million bucks over with, 2 million right? for sure And so, yeah, you want to get as much balance as you possibly can, and the sooner that you do it, the better off that you're going to be. Because all that future growth is tax-free in the rough. Um, Yeah, you're not going to feel the tax burden. Um, One note, I'm somewhat concerned of the majority of younger folks wanting free health care and free education. And when you look at other nations that have this, their tax rates are 55 to 65 percent. And these younger folks getting to vote. (laughs) I really th- <laughs> getting voting <a burning> age. <laughs> I was getting fired up there. Yeah, you were. I was trying to be like Jim in Cincinnati, driving <laughs> on his morning commute, <laughs> listening to this and just getting outraged. Yeah, I really think we will see these items pass, and our current tax rates will skyrocket. Thank you for answering my question. I think this will be helpful to many of your listeners in my age bracket. Well, Jim, you're in my age bracket. You're a little older than me, a little wiser. It sounds like too. Um. But yeah, I believe tax rates could go up. They could blow up. And so you you just answered your own question. Yeah, so Jim. if that's what you believe then go all Roth on everything. Uh we got another one, James from San Diego. Uh James is currently 69 years old and retired. Uh for 2018 tax year my combined retirement pay included social security of 7 uh, was $74,000. I am currently 69 retired. My combined retirement paid, including Social Security, was $74,000. My spouse is 61 years old and currently still working. Her net income for 2018 was $100,000. She intends to partially retire from full-time work at the age of 67 and intends to draw Social Security at that age. IRS Form 1040, Line 10 of 2018 taxable income is $125,000. Am I still allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA? If so, what is the maximum amount? I had been slowly converting my IRA to Roth each year. I also intended to convert my IRA annuity of thirty-five thousand to Roth, and that will mature August of this year, twenty twenty. Thank you for your reply. All right, couple of things, James. Uh, taxable income is the number that you want to look at in regards to how much money that you convert, because that tells you what taxable, uh, what what tax bracket that you're in. Right. And if you're filing a, a joint return. At one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, you're in the twenty-two percent tax bracket. Right. So you have room in the twenty-two percent tax bracket to do a conversion, which he's going to do of thirty-five thousand dollars of his annuity. So, with that being said, his taxable income will be one seventy. Let's see, where are we? <laughs> okay, one twenty-five plus thirty-four. Yeah, thirty-five.
2: Okay, we'll call it one sixty.
1: Okay. Yeah, what did I say? One seventy Yep.
2: One sixty. Sorry about that. One sixty, you're yep. still
1: gonna be in the twenty two percent tax bracket, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, kind of near the top of that, but that's that's a great place to be.
1: So your modified adjusted gross income is what you need to look at in regards to making Roth IRA contributions. So you have retirement income, James, and your wife has earned income. So yes, you can make a Roth IRA contribution based on your wife's earned income, but it's not based on taxable income. It's based on MAGI, modified adjusted gross income. Right. So that's the hundred plus the seventy four, without regard to the Roth conversion. And so that would give um, the threshold for a Roth. Uh, contribution for 2020 is what uh, 100, first, uh, 190, 196.
2: 196, and then it phases out at 206,000. So the 74 that's your income from Social Security and retirement, and 100,000 from your wife's makes 174. Assuming that's all the in- income you have, uh, then 174 is below 196, so you could do a, you could both do a 6,000 dollars Roth contribution.
1: Yeah. So James, do the conversion of the 35,000 dollars of the annuity, get that into the Roth. Um, I would probably blow out of it. Maybe it's a fixed annuity. Who cares? Um, I won't get on that. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's good. And then do the conversion. You stay in the 22% tax bracket. You can also do... Uh, full contributions for you and your spouse in the Roth. And so. I'm going to say
2: that one more time, just for clarity. So the thirty-five thousand dollars Roth conversion does not count as far as modified adjusted gross income for this calculation, which is why we said you have one hundred seventy-four thousand of income,
1: and it's below the one ninety-six. You don't have to add the Roth conversion to that. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much for the question, James. Hopes that helps. Okay. We got Wayne from Florida. Uh, he writes in, hi, I'm retired in Florida age 69. My wife's 65. She's still working and loving it. Um, I have $400,000 in a tax deferred IRA and wondering about starting a Roth conversion. Uh, no required minimum distributions taken yet. Wife's yearly wage, 80 grand. Retirement horizon unknown. Investment rental income, no mortgage, of $19,000. It's got $50,000 in a nice little uh, cash nest egg. Social Security benefits at age 70 will be $40,000. Wife Social Security started at 66 will be 20. I don't see time period yet where Roth conversion would be optimal. Any suggestions? Okay, wife is making $80,000 a year. They have... Um, an investment property that's twenties. So now I'm at a hundred thousand dollars of income. Al, are you following me here? I'm with you. Okay. So he's not taking Social Security. She's not taking Social Security yet. So at a hundred thousand minus twenty five, call it seventy five thousand dollars taxable income. Okay, I'll go with that. Seventy five thousand dollars taxable income. Wayne, you are in the twelve percent tax bracket for at least another five thousand bucks, roughly, give yeah, or take.
2: Around eighty thousand is where it goes to the twenty two percent bracket, which. Um, Based upon, well, I guess based upon Social Security and your required minimum distributions, I'm not sure how much your wife has into her accounts.
1: So he's 69, he's gonna turn 72, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see, 400,000, he's not gonna need it. So I don't know, that could, let's just say it doesn't grow at all. Yeah.
2: So RMD is sixteen, 16 grand. Call it twenty, just to even. Just number. to round it
1: up, twenty, so, 20 b- grand. But wife is loving the work. Yeah. So all right. So now she's still making eighty thousand dollars. Wayne's gonna collect his social security of forty. Now he's at one twenty. Right. And then you got the RMD of twenty. Yep. Right now, um, and then he's also got another twenty. So add to forty. So he's at one sixty of income. Um, at one sixty of income minus twenty five. You're in the 22 percent tax bracket, yeah, which will be 25
2: under the current tax law as it's scheduled to go back to the old rates in 2026.
1: So, what do you think, Wayne? I hopefully you've did the math and said, you know what, maybe a conversion at least to the top of the 12 makes sense. Yeah, that, which might be only about 5,000, right? If you want to go to the top of the 22, um, that probably makes sense because the RMD is going to be taxed at 22 anyway. That's going to go to 25. So, if the wife is going to continue to work, then that's your strategy. If she's going to retire, then you would hold off because that $80,000 is going to come off at least, you would do t- this year to the top of the 12. Yeah. Right? At, at a minimum. At a minimum. Next year, if she's still working, right? Then you're like, all right, well, then you got uh, to, th- there's some questions. Do you want to convert to the 22 or not? Because I still think over time, I mean, let's see, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Um, now you'd be at $80,000. So, yeah, I mean, it's mostly going to be in the 15% tax bracket. Sure. So that's the math you got to do, Wayne. Hopefully that helps out. Plus, you don't pay, pay uh, state tax in Florida, which over here in California, we pay about 13%. So I, I just convert it all. <laughs> Not really. It could be cheaper than <laughs> what we pay. Um, hopefully that 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 answers your question. Thanks.
0: Roth IRAs and contributions and conversions and rules and limits can be really confusing. So in the podcast show notes, I've linked to some basic helpful resources. Click the link in the description of your podcast app and learn the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, the basics of the Roth IRA, and listen to previous YMYW podcast episodes that explain the Roth five-year clock rules, the break even on doing a Roth conversion, and whether to convert all at once or over time. Since the fellas Talk Roth conversions all the time, it might be a good idea to sign up for the podcast newsletter right there from the show notes as well. So new episodes are emailed to you every week. And don't forget to click Ask Joe and Big Al on air in the podcast show notes to send in your money questions and to tell us what you think of the show.
1: We haven't got a uh, one-star complaint in a week, so I (laughs) appreciate that, folks.
0: (laughs) Actually, since yesterday, we've gotten... Six, five stars.
1: Six, five stars? Wow. Wow. Somebody loves us. Best week ever. Six, five stars. I think I might have to have a Coors Light to (laughs) celebrate on that. (laughs) Um, You know what? I'll join you. All
2: right. What the heck?
1: Yeah. Um, Last week, we had the one star said that we giggled too much or something. We had too much fun. Yeah. Talking about finance. Yeah, they didn't like. What was the outtakes or what? what what's it called? The derails. They never the derails. said anything about the derails. You guys are assuming that
0: he was talking about giggling. You spent that whole time giggling well, your
1: butts off. It, have it you was, ever listened to Alan? Uh, I'd say some, one thing. He giggles. Yeah, he's it's very true. happy. It's true. Yeah, that, I try to be. I try to be positive. The world needs more positivity yeah, and you're humor. On Prozac or something. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> All right, so Tom, Tom, you... Um, re- he replied to a podcast he, yes. newsletter. So I, I get, we email these out. Yeah. And so you can get the podcast right in your email. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> uh, and so he writes What are the circumstances when it's prudent to do a Roth conversion? Um, that's it. Okay. Yeah.
2: Good he, question. He's, that's kind of open ended. But uh, I mean,. Basically, when isn't it prudent? Well, <laughs> it's not prudent when you're in a really high tax bracket. Like let, let's let's say you're in a low bracket or same bracket as what you are going to be in retirement. I'd say yeah, it's time to consider it. Now you would you would actually stretch that a little bit, but I would say that's my basic answer. Uh, and when it's not prudent, is like let, let's let's use an example where you. You leave your job and you got some kind of severance or some kind of retirement payout or vacation payout, So you've, and you, you left your job right at year end. So you basically have a year and a half or two years of pay all in one year. You're in a higher bracket. probably don't want to do a Roth conversion that year, but you probably do want to do it the next year if you fully retire and your income's lower. Yeah. So it depends upon your income
1: level now in this current tax year versus other years. When is it not to do a Roth conversion um, or a Roth contribution? Or is it, what does he say? Roth conversion. Conversion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you just have to do some planning, Tom. You take a look at what tax bracket that you're in now, and then you try to forecast as best you can in the future of what you believe um, in your own, you know, assumptions what tax rates are going to be. No one can predict the future. Alan and I have no idea where tax rates are going to go. Uh, they are pretty low at this point. So, can they go lower? Sure. Can they go a lot higher? Sure. Um, but just giving you the diversification that you need to have a little bit of money in you know, pre-tax versus Roth versus brokerage accounts, I think is prudent. Um, so if you don't have a Roth, you might want to look at it, depending, of course, on your tax bracket. So if you're in a super high tax bracket now, it might not make sense. Um, but I know a lot of people that are in very high tax brackets that put all their money in Roths.
2: Yeah, and there are justifications for doing that. I'm just su- suggesting if you're in a high bracket now and a lower bracket later, it's not a good time. I've got another thought, which <laughs> which is sometimes people in high brackets still do a little tiny Roth conversion just to start their five year clock. How about that?
1: All right,
0: that's a strategy I had not heard before. So yes. thank you for that.
1: Just do just do hundred bucks. Hey, thanks for replying to the podcast newsletter, Tom. This is a question for Andy, Joe, and Big Al. Well, who else would be answering questions?
0: He didn't actually send it through the Ask Joe and Big L. He, he sent it through the Contact Us form. So just in case, you know, one of the advisors picked it up and went, why would I be asked Got this
2: it. question? Got it. Yes. Well, and, and see, Andy was his first billing. So you read it, and let's let Andy answer.
0: Because
1: <laughs> yes, this is Rob, who works in Hollywood. Thanks for all of your great info and all the fun that you guys bring to your shows. Uh, Don't get mad, but I have one more Roth conversion question in regards to the aggregation rule. I have about $220,000 in tax-deferred IRAs. Let's say that I open a traditional IRA and put in $2,200 to use to convert to a Roth, just using this number as it's 1% of the total. The money that I'm putting into the traditional IRA is from my paycheck, which has already been taxed. So when I convert this $2,200, they will tax me on 99% of the money because of the aggregation rule. So, hasn't this $2,200 been double taxed? Or does my tax-deferred IRA now have 1% as a Roth? It's like I have to add this $2,200 as income twice on my tax returns, but it really isn't new money that hasn't already been taxed once. I hope this question makes sense to you. Okay, let's let's break this down a little bit. Um, so he's trying to do a backdoor Roth IRA c- conversion. Yes. So Rob is killing it in Hollywood with all his direct sh- uh, director um, opportunities <laughs> right. and the head and shoulders commercials are that, just taken off. That's
2: right. So he, he wants to
1: get some money into the Roth. His, his income is too high to do a Roth contribution. So there's a strategy where you can put money into an IRA that's after tax and then convert. Because it's already been taxed, the IRS is not going to tax you again. Yeah, so they call that a backdoor Roth contribution. So as long as you're any age now, you can make an IRA contribution as long as you have earned income.
2: Yeah, it used to have you have to be below 70 and a half. Now anyone can. Yeah. So I'm getting closer to this. <laughs> yes, so. you are. Still, you got st- to still be backdoor. Still doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm actually pretty far away from that. <laughs> so... Uh, The question, not but but here's the here's the catch with that strategy is that there's pro rata in aggregation rules. Yes. And so what pro rata in aggregation rules is that let's say Rob here opens up another IRA and he puts twenty two hundred dollars into that IRA. It's after tax dollars. And he goes, well, since I've already been taxed on it, I got twenty two hundred dollars in the IRA. I'm going to convert it to a Roth, not pay any tax, and have the twenty two hundred dollars sitting in the Roth. Sure. Makes sense. However, the IRS says no, you already have another IRA of twenty-two or two hundred twenty thousand. So your twenty two hundred dollars is only it's 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 part of that same IRA, even though let's say he opened it up at another custodian with a totally different account number. Yeah, see so that's what's confusing
2: to folks, because I opened up a separate IRA just for this backdoor rough. IRS says we don't care. We're gonna we're gonna take all of your IRAs as if they were one. That's the aggregation rule.
1: And so he's saying, all right, well, I got $2,200, but I have $220,000, so that's 1% of the total amount I have in IRAs. Sure. The IRS looks at that and says, all right, if you want to do a conversion, you can go uh, uh, by all means. Yeah, do it. We like, we like that. We, but you're going to be taxed on the conversion via the pro rata rule. Right. And the pro rata is that 1% is non-taxable, 99% is taxable. So if he converts one dollar, ninety-nine cents is gonna be taxable, one cent is gonna be tax free. So he's saying, Well, this is BS (laughs) Seems like I'm getting double taxed I'm getting double taxed. Well, you gotta convert the whole two hundred twenty thousand dollars to feel the twenty two hundred dollars that's tax free.
2: <laughs> True. Let me, and I'll I'll say it another way. So 20, if you do a conversion of twenty two hundred, that means twenty two dollars of that is tax free, but you still have twenty one hundred seven seventy eight dollars, twenty one hundred seventy eight dollars of tax basis. In your IRA, and next time you convert, it'll be another one percent tax-free. So you will eventually get all caught up. You you just have to convert everything to get caught up. Yeah, so that's why we don't recommend this strategy. So a, a workaround is if you are involved in a company that has a 401k, you roll your IRA into the 401k. Now you no longer have IRAs, and so then you can do the Specter Roth without this problem. It's the aggregation rules do not apply to 401ks, just yeah. IRAs. And that's it. Seems kind of weird, but that's that's it's That's true. Doesn't apply to 401ks, 403bs, TSP plans, yeah, and the like.
1: Uh, hopefully, that helps, Rob. By all means, keep writing in if you got questions. Hopefully, our answer made sense to you. All right, we got Ken from New Hampshire. Hi, Joe, big Alan Andy, the adult in the room. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> That's Thank we, you, Ken. because we, we giggle, giggle way all the time. Too much. <laughs> I know, like teenagers. Oh, people just like, give me, we're just like a bunch <laughs> of punks. <laughs> People giggling. talk about
0: me giggling all the time. Anyway, they say that I laugh fake Annoying. you guys. Oh, it's a fake It's, it's,
1: fake a, it's a very annoying I a laugh. I, I, no, I wrote that in. I, I'm not I'm, surprised. I'm, I'm afraid to, to, to face you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've been listening for almost a year now and caught up on the podcast. God, I still don't understand how people can do that to themselves. And I'm going to start working my way backwards. Trust me, they get a lot worse. I would just stop there and just go <laughs> forward. That's no guarantee. Forwards, anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually. I uh, love the entertainment and information. Something I've had a difficult time understanding is how to calculate the MAGI, Modified Adjusted Gross Income, on my joint tax return with my wife. We were very lucky to receive a bit of money from my company being bought out, and I've had <clears throat> to hit the brakes on making Roth IRA contribution because I believe we exceeded the max joint income limit. Uh, We use the standard deduction, and I think for 220, we'll be below the limit if we're um, subtracting the standard deduction. That was for 2020. Yes, for 2020. You said 220. I said 2020.
0: You want me to roll it back?
1: (laughs) Back check. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, year 220. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Uh, But without that, we're definitely above the limit. Uh, Estimating we hit close to 220,000. Uh, for this year. I don't want to miss the opportunity to contribute throughout the year if I can, but also don't want to have to make excess contribution withdrawals next year if it turns out I'm over the limit. Would greatly appreciate your explanation on how I can make a best estimation of this year's modified adjusted gross income based on last year's income plus company purchase proceeds. Thank you very much. Modified adjusted gross income for
2: purposes of a Roth contribution. So first of all, when you're married. If you make less than 196000 with this calculation, you can do a full Roth contribution, and if you're over 206, you can't do any, right? And then there's a phase-out period. So the, the way that you calculate this is, if you want to start with last year's, you start with last year's adjusted gross income, and you would add back um, tax-free interest if you have any, so that would be added to that, right? And then you would subtract out if you had done any Roth conversions. So that's not part of this calculation. So then that's kind of your starting point. And then you just add any extra income that you have this year and, and see if you're below 196000
1: Yeah, so if you're at $220,000, uh, he's thinking taxable income versus adjusted gross income. Yeah, probably. So your taxable income is basically your, your gross income plus any adjustments added or subtracted. So s- subtractions would be 401k contributions, things like that. Um, HSA contributions, anything that your your Section 125 plans, blah, 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 um, add back interest, dividends, right? And then so you look at your adjusted gross income, but then you take your deductions. So you either itemize your deductions or you take the standard deduction. And then after you itemize or take the standard, that's where you get to taxable income. So your taxable income tells you what tax bracket that you're in, but it doesn't tell you if you qualify for a Roth IRA contribution. So you look at taxable income when you decide how much money that you want to convert, taking money from an IRA or 401k and converting it to a Roth. But the IRS looks at at modified adjusted gross income, and the modifications are different for all sorts of things. For Roth contributions, the biggest modification is Roth conversions. Right.
2: And by the way, that's line six, adjusted gross income line six of your 2018 tax
1: return. So Ken, um, congratulations on getting a little bit of a nest egg, uh, but that's probably capital gains tax, maybe some of it's ordinary income, depending on how that deal was structured. So that would count against your modified adjusted gross income, and if you're over two hundred three dollars or $206,000 200, 206, $206, uh-huh. $206, of a, a modified adjusted gross income or adjusted gross income, um, you no longer qualify for contributions. You might be able to do it back to a Roth. You like, might be like able like to we do just it. Talked about. Yeah, so if you don't have any other IRAs, you could then do the IRA contribution and then convert it directly into a Roth IRA. Right. So probably that might be your best option. You're, he's still working, so he could put. The IRAs that he does have into a, his 401k that would eliminate the the aggregation prorata rules. So Ken, I think that was probably that that might be a better better option. If you're confused on the backdoor Roth, uh, we have a white paper, um, I believe, on it, don't we? We we got so much stuff on our website with Roth IRAs. I it's, I guarantee you, I probably did something on it. Go to yourmoneywealth.com. in the search bar, just click on backdoor Roth. And then if you get a um, a, a weird picture, <laughs> you uh, got the wrong side. You got the wrong side. <laughs> you got the wrong you got, side. You got another one. So that's it for us. For Andy, last Big Al Clothine, I'm Joe Anderson. We'll see you next week, folks. The show is called.
0: Yes, we have derail. Stick around to hear those. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the free assessment button at yourmoneyyourwealth.com and sign up for a no-cost, no obligation, two-meeting assessment with a certified financial planner from Pure. If you're in Southern California, we've got offices in San Diego, Brea, Irvine, and Los Angeles. Or if you're outside of Southern California, your free assessment can be done via video web meeting. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision.
1: And and, Well, you know, what's yours is yours and what's, no, what's yours is hers. Anyway Don't go there <laughs> think You just get in trouble With that one Why? Well I'm not married So I don't know what, no. We're going to get Some hate mail on that one I, I, I think he was
0: looking At me expecting That I was going to Have a problem with it
1: Guaranteed John's like Yeah I know Whatever mine is Is hers And what's hers Is hers And what his Is hers Yeah but Let's see what's... Why is that bad?
0: Is Washington State One of those Community property states? <laughs> I think it is
2: But anyway We don't want to be sexist
1: That's not sexist is that sexist? Yeah. Oh, what? Just because you're 62 years old, you can <laughs> say that back sensitive. in. <laughs> um, well, I apologize, folks, if, if you found that comment sexist. So we have 261 episodes now? That's correct. That's too... Well, okay. Were you going to say that's too many? And we have a lot more. <laughs> we'll have to go into the archives, which didn't we lose? So, yeah. yeah. Someone was asking wrong. for the archives. Yeah. I heard you guys have like... Thousands of episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't the, anymore. Yeah, we those are those are those ones that you produced. No,
0: that was that was before, the, before I was you. here. Yeah, this, so we we, started, ha, we have podcasts we, back as far as 2016, which was yeah. before me. So we started number, then,
2: number one was without you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, numbers one through ninety-nine were without me. Yeah.
1: And okay. so then those were the good old, yep. good old days. <laughs> but
0: then before that, I have no idea what happened to the stuff from back in
1: 1802. Oh, eighteen oh two. No, eighteen oh two. That's yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's
2: been a long show. It's, podcasting was it was it was by candle at that
1: point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All I right. Don't, I don't think they had electricity like, so.
1: Oh boy, Rob, wow. he's the director. Of
0: You're just making stuff up, aren't you, Joe? (laughs) No, I remember
2: Rob from Hollywood. Yeah, I kind of do, too. I think he
0: actually works in video effects. But anyway.
2: (laughs) I thought he was a director. Video effects, directing. Actually, last
0: time you said that he was the guy in the Head and Shoulders commercial. I
2: think he's that, too. (laughs) Well, that was another guy. Remember him? Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the old Spice guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's your boy.
1: (laughs) I Uh, thought he was very attractive. Oh, my (laughs) gosh, All right. Rob, if you're self-employed, I forget. I think he works for. You know, I don't oh,
0: think he is self-employed.
1: Well, you didn't even know who the hell Rob was. He's like my <laughs> close friend. <laughs> and now she's an expert on yeah. It, Rob. Yeah, he was the Head and Shoulders uh, shower guy that dabbles in a little soft, um, like. I don't opens. know where you're well, going Joe. We'll <laughs> have to. We'll have to do a fact check on this. <laughs>